What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. Well, actually, from the Alarm Sports Network. How about that, Adam? Let's right. Let's, let's make sure that we uh, we we clue everybody into the uh, new look over at FantasyAlarm.com. Uh, split up now into three sites that are all partnered up and linkable from one to the other. FantasyAlarm.com, DFSAlarm.com, and WagerAlarm.com. So uh, great stuff over there. How do you like the new site there, Adam? No, I like it. I mean, I think usually when you make a change, it's usually for the better. We have seen in the past sometimes people just make changes for the sake of change and it turns out bad. But I like it. I think it just is more organized and like you said you know some people are just specifically looking for dfs some people are looking specifically for wagers so now it's easier for them to just sort by it and get what they need yeah i mean that was that was always one of the things that you know we we went to the public and we asked everybody we were like listen tell us what you want to see more in this site and the two biggest you know answers from everybody was um it was uh navigation easier navigation and uh and easier findability for for the content i mean we put out so much content between dfs and and uh and seasonal that you know by the time you know an article goes up it gets published at 9 a.m by like 10 30 a.m it's not even on the homepage anymore like it's been bumped down that much because we just put out so many different things so yeah splitting it up it definitely um you know it just makes it a lot easier to find. And, you know, yeah, if there, if you're a DFS player and you don't play seasonal, well, then DFS alarm is where you want to hang out. If you do both, again, it's easy to go back and forth uh, in between the, uh, the the two sites. Well, the three sites, um, if you want to talk about that. So, um, all right, well, so uh, so check it on out, everybody. Uh, fantasyalarm.com. Uh, you know, our NFL pro package right now. How about this one here? I'll throw it down for you. Uh, if you go to fantasyalarm.com slash packages and you can go and you can look at everything that we've got. Uh, if you're looking to pick up football this year, then, you know, by all means, uh, promo code Bender, that gets you 50% off everything. Like any package that you buy. Uh, so if you want the full NFL season, boom, half off. Draft guide, half off. Uh, you want a, 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 an annual subscription? Half off. So promo code Bender. That's the uh, the way to go. Uh, Adam, I want to talk a little NBA with you, if you don't mind. I don't know if you would mind talking NBA. Um, we can we can definitely talk about the fact that the Bucks are uh, out with a vengeance tonight. That game's going on right now as we're recording. But I kind of want to just kind of tilt back to yesterday a little bit. Um, when your head coach complains that you know to the media that he thinks that his players quit on the team in the middle of a playoff game like that to me is mind-boggling i do think that i saw a tweet from you uh complaining about the performance of the denver nuggets and why the portland trailblazers and damian lillard would have made for a much better series well no i was watching denver and wondering how Portland lost to this team. Yeah. I just, I just think Denver, they're just, they don't have enough. You know, once Jam- once Jamal Murray went down with the ACL injury, I was like, all right, I'm not going to pick them to make a deep run. And they played well in the regular season and they won the first round, but they just don't have enough. And Michael Porter Jr. 
was questionable with a back injury. He played, but he kept launching three-pointers, and you could see early on his shot wasn't on, didn't drive to the basket much. So, and Phoenix is really good. You know, Phoenix was the two seed in the conference. And again, a lot of that was they stayed healthy the entire year, but that's not a knock on them. And then they, it was funny because Phoenix, when the playoffs started, everyone's like, oh man, I can't believe Phoenix. What a tough draw. They get the Lakers. The Lakers were favored to come out of the West. And then all of a sudden, Anthony Davis gets hurt. They win the series. Now they have the easier matchup in the semifinals against Denver. I think the Clippers and Utah are way better than Denver. So now it went from, yeah, I don't know about the Suns. So if you, were they, they might have been plus 3,000 to win the West before the playoffs. So if you jumped on that, I mean, you're feeling pretty good about that because uh, obviously those odds have gone down. But yeah, Denver, it's just, I, they just don't have enough. They got guys like Austin Rivers and Monte Morris to play very well in the first round. And it's not happening against this Phoenix team. And Denver has no answers for Phoenix. I mean, Chris Paul, one turnover in two games, like 70 million assists. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's playing well. Devin Booker hasn't even had like the monster game like we saw against the Lakers. So uh, it's just, I think Denver doesn't have enough. And uh, Malone, the coach of Denver, he he's pretty open at his press conferences. But yeah, that was kind of alarming to see. And, you know, he probably knows what he's doing. He's probably trying to get them going. Because remember, this is a team that last year was down three games to one twice and came back. Uh, and I know there's some different players there, but... He probably knows how to draw the best out of his team. And he probably felt like, hey, I need to wake them up. So uh, Denver is favored in this game on Friday night by one and a half at home. And it comes down to, all right, their backs are up against the wall. Do they come out with the same intensity that we're seeing Milwaukee, right? Because even yesterday when we were talking on the podcast, you're like, how the fuck is Milwaukee favored by four? Well, right. You're finding out now, uh, you know, like I think I saw the 83 uh, DraftKings Sportsbook sometimes will tweet out like where the money. I think they said 83 percent of the money was on the Nets getting the three and a half or four. And I just didn't have a great read on this game because I could have seen the Nets winning easily or like Milwaukee gets off to a slow start and then Milwaukee starts to question themselves mentally. But I also could have envisioned this. And again, when you see a line like that. And all the money in one way, it worries the hell out of me. And you're, you know, a, a casual fan. And you were like, wow, how is Milwaukee favored by four? It's just a red flag. And when you see that, you're like, something's not right. And you know what? you got to – the game's not – who knows? Maybe the Nets come back and win. The Nets had 11 points in the first quarter, man. They shot 20% from the field, 11.1% from three-point percentage. They didn't attempt a free throw. And, uh, yeah, Giannis, 15.7 rebounds. Chris Middleton. 15.7 rebounds. So I almost gave out the Giannis prop, but it was 32 and a half points. I'm like, eh, what if they, what if he falls short? What if it's a blowout on the other end? Uh, but I did feel that Giannis would come out and play strong. I mean, you're at home seasons on the line. So does Denver respond in the same way? Now Denver doesn't have the talent. I kind of lean the suns, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, Cause you know, Denver again, has shown a lot of ability the last two years when you think that they're done, that they bounce back. And I'd expect Jokic to come out with a big game. I mean, they're going to need 30 to 35 from him to win. But I just don't know how healthy Michael Porter is. And if Porter can't drop 20 to 25, then you're asking Austin Rivers, Monte Morris to come up big. And those type of players tend to play better at home. So it's possible. Um, but I don't really have a strong feel in that game 
as of right now. Um, I lean towards the over uh, and okay. almost, almost got, uh, I gave out the over 223. It finished at 221. <laughs> it's 223 and a half is what I'm looking at right now for, uh, for Phoenix, Denver tomorrow uh, or on, uh, on Friday. Yeah. Is it Friday? What the yeah, hell Friday. is today? Is today Thursday? Thursday? Yeah. Holy cow, mm-hmm. dude. I don't know where so the day goes. The way I look at it is I think you'll see Denver shoot better at home, uh, especially from three-point range. And I still don't think they can really stop Phoenix. So I think Phoenix offense will continue to excel. But I I got to think Denver's offense is going to be better. Again, season's on the line, backs against the wall, you're home. Um, so I'd probably lean more towards the over than the line. But again, that could change by the time I, I, I write it up on Friday on wageralarm.com. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, any interest in the plus 650 money line to take the Nets right now? Uh, <laughs> no, man. No. I mean, look, Live it's, line. it's crazy the way this series has gone so far. I mean, I think we knew that the Bucks would play better. They're just too good of a team to just roll over. But it's just it's so like this, like Vegas gets this shit right. <laughs> just it bothers my mind yeah and I, I didn't tweet it out so i was going to i was like this feels like a trap man it just did man um it just felt like a trap because like oh yeah why wouldn't you take the nets they dominated the first two games and but something about playing at home and season on the line like you knew Giannis was gonna come out and play well like there was no way he was gonna have a 12 point 20 point game like he had to play well i think the key was what we were going to get from chris middleton and middleton has showed up today uh so far all right well there you go it's early lean on uh on phoenix denver uh that is friday night that's uh gonna be at 10 10 p.m eastern time we'll uh talk about the early game though in just a hot second as we uh turn around and thank our wonderful sponsors uh and uh and we're gonna pay a couple of bills with this all right, Adam, the early game tomorrow night on uh, Friday night, I, I'll, I'll keep using the days of the week so not to confuse people because this is a Friday night action here. 7.40 p.m. Eastern, Sixers tipping off against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. Currently right now, Sixers are favored by a point. The over-under is at an even 225. Money line says Philly barely, minus 114. Uh, for the Hawks, it's minus 105. So um, uh, this, to me, this this looks like as much of a co- series of coin flips uh, as possible. Like you take the Hawks plus one, it's minus 112. You take the Sixers laying a point, it's minus 109. Um, you know, same differential there on the uh, on the over under. So it looks like Vegas has their uh, their numbers pretty set, but they don't know really who's going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, the first two games have been pretty competitive. Game one, Atlanta was up big, and Philly made a furious run. That would have been an epic collapse had they lost, but Bogdanovic hit a big three late, and they held on and won. In game two, Philly came out really strong. It was a must-win situation, and uh, but it was only a one-point game at halftime. Like Atlanta hung in there, and then the third quarter was pretty close back and forth, and then the Sixers kind of pulled away, Like I think it was like mid-fourth quarter. Um, but it was, you know, essentially a, a close game. Uh, as, but Atlanta struggled in the fourth quarter with only 18 points. Uh, I lean towards Atlanta in this game. They've really impressed me. I think this is going seven games. I think these teams are going to go back and forth. I still give Philly the edge. 
Philly's gotten two big games from Joel Embiid and have split. So, you know, if they don't get 40 points, 39 points from him, are they going to have enough? And then you look at some of their other players, like Seth Curry had 21 points in game two. And Shake Milton, who didn't do much in game one, was a big lift for them, hitting four threes off the bench, scoring 14. Are they going to get that production on the road? Uh, usually you don't see that in the playoffs. Uh, and Atlanta, Trey Young has played well, Bogdanovic. Uh, now they do lose DeAndre Hunter for the playoffs. You know, it hurts their depth a little bit. Uh, but Kevin Herter played well. Gallinari played well. So, and the, and the Hawks are good at home. Um, I believe they are 20 and six against the spread in their last 26 home games. So they're really good at home. Um, and they're five and two against the spread the last seven games that they are getting points. So uh, I think the Hawks take this game and go up 2 one, but I see this being a seven game series. Fantastic. Listen, I love a good seven game series, right? Anything, you know, to me, there's nothing like a game seven. And in all honesty, it doesn't even matter what sport it is, right? Like game sevens are always just, they always get crazy. There's always something, you know, pretty nutso that, that goes on when that happens. For sure. I mean, that we always, I mean, we only got one in the first round uh, with the Clippers Mavs. So uh, I think in this round, we might get, Two. If I had to pick two, I'd say Philly, Atlanta, and Utah and the Clippers. I don't see Denver, Phoenix going long. I just think Phoenix is way better. And Nets, Bucks, I don't see that going to seven either. All right. Well, I'll tell you, Marley's Ghost. Very happy with that call there by Adam Ronis, right? That's Dan Marley. I'm talking. Ah, look at that. Even Bender knows some old school basketball names here. <laughs> Of course, Dan Marley, three-point shooter. Right. There you go. Shout out to Dan Marley. Um, All right. Well, got to tell you, people, just some NBA betting for Friday night. You want to check that out. Um, You know, we got to drop a a quick pod on you guys. I got a new episode of Getting Buzzed. I'm getting ready to record. Uh, You guys can check that out. Alarm Sports Network TV. Getting buzzed, uh, yours truly hosting uh, my co host Ryan Hallam, uh, Samantha Previtt from the Action Network, going to join us. She is the, uh, the the fantasy football TikTok queen uh, of, uh, of fantasy sports Twitter. So she's going to join us before, before we get out of here, though, Adam. I got I got to find out from you. Um, Big big game. I know you're going to be locked into this uh, to the NBA playoffs and this uh, this Atlanta game. Um, your Mets hosting the Padres. It's Blake Snell versus Jacob Degrom. Uh, the over under on total runs is six, which is yummy delish. Uh, they're saying pitchers duel here. Money line favors the Mets at minus one sixty seven. Uh, but then if you took the Padres on the run line, the plus one and a half. It's minus 177. So basically Vegas is telling you low scoring game, going to be a close one. Uh, DeGrom Snell. I Listen, I get it. Blake Snell has not looked like the Blake Snell we thought he was supposed to be. And we've talked about that. But his last start was really, really strong. Against the Mets. Yeah. And uh, and looked like he grabbed that. uh that old form again. So what, what do you think of this game? Are you going to be locked in on this one here or are you doing NBA? 
Oh, that's a tough call, man. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to switch back and forth for sure. Or maybe I'll have one on the laptop, one on the TV. But yeah, I definitely got to tune into that. I mean, DeGrom, you always love watching him pitch. Damn, I, I see five and a half, some, I think, somewhere too. God, I've never seen five and a half. Oh, Let me see. Where are, you, where are you looking? I'm looking at a DK Sportsbook right now. All right, let me see. Um, oh, yeah. Um, that's crazy, five, man, right? Five and a half. See, five and a half, I, I would almost have to just take, take the, the over. The, right? the over. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just on principle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show you, though, how crazy DeGrom has been, man. He's been ridiculous, man. He's been yeah, absolutely I'm seeing, ridiculous. I'm seeing five and a half on FanDuel. Um, and bet MGM points bet. Really? Uh, yeah. All right. So what's what's the um what's the over for uh, five and a half at uh, bet MGM? Uh, well, I see minus one eighteen, minus one twenty, minus one twenty. Jesus, Jesus. I want to. I mean, I gotta get me some some plus odds there. I mean, listen. You look at DK Sportsbook. Under six is minus one twenty nine. Over is only plus a hundred. So barely, barely. That's got push written all over it, doesn't it? Could be, yeah. <laughs> well, remember too, both teams will have rested bullpens, right? The uh, Padres don't. I know the Mets don't play on Thursday, and I believe the Padres are they off? Yeah. So rested bullpens as well. So and yeah, Snell had seven good innings last time out. Degrom was good against the Padres. More of a pitcher's park. So yeah, I mean. That's an exciting matchup. They're already building it on MLB Network, like all day. Degrom versus Tatis tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited for it, man. I am definitely, definitely excited for it. I am, uh, like, I, that's you know, I'm like looking at the games, and you know, I mean, listen, I'm I'm diehard Yankees fan, right? And uh, and of course, I'll be locked into uh, the Yankees. Not uh, yeah, the Yankees are off tomorrow. Really. Oh. How are you off on a, on a Friday night? It's happened, dude. It's happened way more this year than a custom. Do they have an interleague series this weekend? That, is that why? Who do they play Saturday? Let me see. Um, they play the Phillies. Yep. See, I told you interleague series. Uh, what is this, man? That's oh, my I didn't even notice that. Oh, I, oh, man. I guess I have to look at that when I'm making decisions. TGFBI. I have mm-hmm. Andrew Hart. I have Andujar. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're in, and they're in NL Park too. And I didn't. Oh, that's why I think. Um, oh wow, the Nets are only down six now. Can I take that money line you offered me? Offer? Oh, <laughs> it was plus six fifty before. It's already down to plus one fifty. See now, this is where I worry about the Bucks. You had a big lead. You came out. You're emotional. You're pumped up. And now, how do they respond? Like, do Oof. you start? You know, that's because I worry about the mentality of this team. I just I don't know if they're the strongest team mentally after, you know, being the one seed the last couple of years and not advancing. So um, but anyway, that that certainly makes a, a good finish. So hopefully uh, get a good second half because we you know, last night's game sucked. We've really had only like, I guess. Yeah, like one really good game in round two was the Clippers-Jazz the other night. That was a phenomenal game one. So I'm really looking forward to game two tonight. 
uh, Thursday night. But yeah, I saw Boone told reporters that Stan isn't likely to play in the outfield against the Phillies this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, why, why risk it? You just got him back from the IL. I mean, so you, yeah. So in like the NFBC, you probably have to bench him. Yeah. I mean, he could pinch it in Homer, but you don't want to take that risk. If you got someone better, you got to bench him. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, any other interleague series uh, coming up this weekend? Must be. Uh, let's see. What let's else? See. Uh, Texas against the Dodgers. So, I mean. Willie. Um, yeah, because oh, oh. I was. Yeah, it's in, in L.A., so they lose the yep. D.H. Um, but there's, yeah, I mean, I don't know who that's going to be for Texas. Because they'll, they'll, they'll play Willie Calhoun in the outfield, so he might sure. play. They designated Chris Davis for assignment, so yeah. you don't have to worry about him. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, oh, Angels, Arizona also. There you go. Angels on the road. So they're going to lose their DH. Yeah, and Otani pitches Saturday. My guess is Otani will just hit. And not pitch on Saturday? No, he'll pitch and hit, right? He'll pitch There's and no hit, DH. yeah. yeah so he that just... doesn't help you in fantasy, though. If you no, it doesn't. And I got – and uh, I have Otani and TGFBI, and I used him as a pitcher this week because I was like, well, he might not play the field in Arizona – because they haven't in the previous series, they didn't use him in the outfield. So I was like, all right, I'll just, he's got Arizona. That's a good matchup. I'll pitch him. And then, of course, he stole a base early in the week at home. And I'm like, great. Now I lost that. Cool. <laughs> you know, somebody asked me about my, my thoughts on the outlook of Otani for this weekend. And I said to him flat out, I was like, listen, I have Otani in, uh, in leagues with daily roster moves. He is in my utility spot on days that he doesn't pitch. All right. The only time that he is not in my utility spot is the days that he's pitching or an off day. But he is locked in there because I mean, was it 17 home runs? And how many steals does he have right now? Seven, eight, right? Something like that. Dude, come on. That is just money in the bank. I like I drafted him to be a pitcher. Because and I remember I couldn't use him immediately because I had JD Martinez as a utility, but JD Martinez says outfield eligibility now. So I've been using Otani as a hitter like the last two to three weeks. And then this week I'm using him as a pitcher just because again, I felt like all right, he might not play two games in Arizona. They have a day off. He's pitching. All right, let me just take the start against Arizona because it's a good matchup. So um that's the frustrating part. Real quickly, I want to run you a trade that was made in my home league. It's a keeper league. I'm not I'm not complaining about it. I'm just you think this is uh do I need so, to write it down? No, I don't think so. So the team in first is getting a Roldis Chapman, Justice Sheffield, the Mookie Betts, and uh, a team near the bottom who is rebuilding for next year is getting Ryan Mount Castle, Alec Manoa, and Jackson Kowar. Oh, that's crap, dude. See, I you hate it's crap. I, I do think that's crap. I listen. I, Alec Manoa, that that's great. That's fine. Mountcastle, I mean, what he's he's a twenty home run guy, maybe twenty five. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing special about Mountcastle in my opinion. He's got a decent hit tool, and uh, and who knows, you know, he plays in a favorable ballpark. But you know, Manoa, I think the guy's in a. I think he's in a rush to make a trade because he tried to trade meat bets, and but he wanted Wander Franco, man. Um, so yeah, Mount. Okay, Mountcastle's fifteen bucks next year. Um, and Kowar is six and Manoa is 11. Those are not really great prices for this league. No. And I don't think Kowar is really that good anyway. All right. I guess I, I got to counter this. <laughs> you do, man. You better, you 
<laughs> I mean, wouldn't you rather Chapman and Betts? I mean, I'd almost say you Frank, rather have so give I can, him Franco. Wouldn't you rather have Teoscar Hernandez for five bucks next year? I'd much rather have Teoscar I can give him that. Ooh, Tyler O'Neill for eight bucks next year. Yeah, he's okay. Um, let me see who else do I have that's cheap? Maybe uh Trevor Rogers for 12 next year. Oh, see, that's a that's a good offer. I want to give him up though, but yeah, I mean to get bets. To get bets and Chapman. I don't need Chapman. Well, uh, I mean, you McGee doesn't fucking trade him then, you know? And then or, yeah, then deal with trade a different closer, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have to send the. Uh, well, see, and I, I, I told you about this. I won't keep you long. I know you got to get going. But so, do you see the point? Of my trade rule now, where you see the trade, Howard, say you're and you go, what? I'd give up more for bets and you offer a better deal. And the guy goes, I like this better. I take it. Like, are you fine with that? I mean, I know um, initially I said mean, you weren't. I, I, I think it's, it's I, I, I like it only for the fact that I just, I hate the dump deals. I hate the egregious dump deals. And when you're sitting there, you know, one, one of my, you know, one of my, my problems, you know, also is um is is that not everybody like it gives everybody an opportunity to make that offer at least if they you know were busy and they haven't been able to like take a look at their team but they want to make a trade so you know that whole thing kind of gives the the heads up that there's a deal on the table here and if you really don't like it or if you really need to make a deal and you can do better then then okay then then that's fine um i i don't i don't love it though because you know, it does kind of help people who, you know, don't do any trade talking and just kind of look at it as a chance to, oh, really? That's that's the I could I could put together a better package there. And they're not really doing a lot of work to 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 make that deal. You know, those first two teams are the ones who are hashing it out and grinding back and forth and you know, coming to a conclusion there. So, you know, I, I I'm kind of I don't I hate to give you that wishy-washy answer, but I'm on the fence with it. Okay, I will say I I haven't done the math, but my estimation is I'd say about eighty five percent of the original deals usually wind up happening. Like you don't see too many overturned. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I kind of feel like and the guy who is making this deal is new to the league, so he might not understand the prices. Um, because our cap is three hundred dollars for thirty players, so those prices are not. They're really not like oh my god, these are great keepers. So I felt I feel like he probably could get a better deal. He definitely. Oh, he could definitely get a better deal than what he's getting. You know what? Maybe I'll do. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's not. He doesn't. Oh, J.D. Martinez. All right. I'll do Betts Martinez in someone else. And I would throw Juan Franco in there. I'd have to. And I know, I know the guy who's involved in this trade listens to our podcast. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be fucking pissed. Sorry, bro. That's how it goes. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. On the next broadcast, we will tell you what happens with this deal. Snaking a deal, Adam Ronis going after his buddy. I love it though. I do. And uh, and I wish you nothing but the best. I hope that happens. For today, though, folks, best of luck to you with your best bets. Enjoy the games this weekend. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Benner. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.